welcome back to the Fablira podcast. Hope you enjoyed last week's episode where we looked at L. Frank Baum's The Runaway Shadows. This was a great story for me to start out with, as I'm currently working on a book where shadows take on a mind of their own. This week, we're not going back so far. We're going to do a short story that I wrote about a girl growing up in a society where everything is dictated for her. When she can have her breaks, when she can have her lunch, and what jobs she'll do. Without further ado, let's begin. She put on her green overalls, zipping them up and fastening the top button. Some days she needed shoes, but today wasn't one of those days. She threw the rest of her clothes onto her shoes, which she left at the bottom of her locker. Everyone was given one pair of shoes a year. You could buy another pair, but that cost a lot of money. As a cleaner, she much preferred to not wear her shoes unless she really needed them for the day's job. She usually made good money at the end of the year when she sold her only slightly used shoes to a laborer. This would give her a little extra spending money right before winter gave its coldest day of the year. She would like to save her money so that one day she could stop working and she could do whatever she liked. However, as a cleaner, this wasn't allowed. She had heard stories that the elites and higher were allowed to keep their money, but as far as she knew, this was only a story. Today, she was to clean the windows of the Capitol building, a job she had been doing once a week for the past two years. The windows were cleaned every day, but she and her crew were only responsible for Mondays. There were 14 others on her crew. She was promoted to crew chief within the first six months. She had a very low retention rate, as many who joined her crew had debilitating claustrophobia or fear of heights. Those who were left often didn't pay enough attention to detail to be able to work on the Capitol. Streaky windows were always frowned upon. But leaving streaks on the Capitol was grounds for getting reassigned. It wasn't easy the first time she had to send someone to be reassigned, but it had gotten easier since. She liked her job and hoped that one day she would be in charge of several crews, as this was her only chance of promotion. She could never be more than a cleaner. The ruling class made sure of that. The most she could hope for was to be in charge of several crews. At 15, she had become the youngest to ever become a crew chief. The other five working days of the week, her crew was responsible for cleaning ductwork in the buildings, as well as cleaning the inside of pipes. Mondays were her favorite, though, as she enjoyed being able to look out over the city. Today, like every other Monday, she grabbed her cleaning supplies in her harness and made a couple of block walk to the Capitol. It was a windy day, but that didn't stop anyone from putting on the harnesses, connecting a rope, and making the climb to the top of the building. Once they got to the top, each person would clean the assigned section. Every hour, the clock would chime, and everyone would come down, get some water, and joke around a bit. Five minutes later, the clock would chime again, and they would all run back to their ropes and climb back up. At lunch, the break was longer, with 20 minutes allotted. Things came to a standstill, 
during lunch as everyone stopped work throughout the city. 20 minutes later, it was impossible to tell that the city had come to a screeching halt. Sam had been cleaning the section of the building long enough that she was able to avoid having liquids poured on her from the elites on the higher floors. No one on her crew had ever made a comment about liquids being poured out the windows. The thing she liked least was the fact that she had to clean the same section twice to get rid of anything that splashed on the building on its way down. Today, when the sweetened liquid came out the window, she wasn't paying attention. She got covered in it. That was the last straw, and she climbed up to the still open window and climbed into the building. What she was doing was illegal and would, at the least, cost her her job as chief. When she got inside, she wasn't noticed, though there were people still in the room. They were talking about the fight that had broken out a couple of nights ago. Many of the buildings were caught up in the fire that followed. Sir, it's been two days, and the lower classes are beginning to talk. Should we just tell them the same story that the outsiders are getting stronger? Or should we come up with something else? Asked the man sitting nearest the window. I say we put the blame on whomever was the cleaner responsible that day. We'll make an example out of him and show the others how important it is to make sure that everything stays properly cleaned, said another. The rest agreed this was a suitable response. Sam heard the distinct sound of a computer booting up, followed by the click of keys. It says here that it was a Miss Samantha Pemberton from Northside who was the cleaner that day. And she's cleaning this building today. We can put a guard at the base to arrest her at the end of the day, said the second man. Sam tried to stay quiet, but even her suppressed gasp at hearing her name seemed too loud. Luckily, the clock chimed in the distance and it made enough noise that she was able to slip out the window. She made it to the base, found the worker with the most seniority, and handed him the chief's pen that she had hastily ripped from her coveralls. I don't have time to explain, but I'm leaving you in charge. And then she ran. She ran all the way to the edge of town, made a running leap, getting as high on the fence as she could before climbing the rest of the way over. She scrambled down the other side. Once she landed, she took off running again, cutting her own path through the trees. Her only hope was that she got far enough away that her pursuers gave up trying to find her. She somewhat hoped she would be able to find a group of outsiders who would help her find a way to live away from the city. She ran as far as she could before the darkness and her own tiredness were causing her to stumble instantly. It was a rough night, with all the bugs biting her through the night. She was hungry and thirsty, so her progress was much slower than that the next day. Eventually, she crossed a stream and took the opportunity to get a drink and rest for a bit. She could see a few fish swimming around, but they were too fast. She finally gave up trying to get them and began her journey again. This time, she decided to follow the river. After a couple of hours, she came to the edge of the trees. On the horizon was a city, more impressive than the capital, and more colorful, too. 
She followed the stream with her eyes to where it joined with the river, which led straight to the city. It was still a long way off, but it was calling to her. She picked up the pace again, heading for the city. Before long, she became tired and had to slow her pace. The city still didn't seem like it was any closer. Nevertheless, she continued. And right as the sun was going down, she made it to the edge of the great city. The first person who saw her ran up and said, So, you ran away from the capital. Don't worry, you'll be safe here. We've got a place for you to spend the night. You'll get the tour of the town in the morning. He motioned with his hand for her to follow, which she did. Here, a lady from inside of the building took over. Sam was shown her bed and the bathroom in case she wanted to wash off. Sam pulled off her tattered overalls and showered. By the time she was done, a fresh set of clothes had been provided. She put them on, ate a bowl of soup, and went to bed. She had one thought before falling asleep for the night. I've made it, and now I'm safe. Thank you for listening to the Fabliera podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and like to hear others, please visit us at Fabliera on Twitter. There you can leave any comments you want, or if you want your own short story featured, you might find us there.